Hey everybody, and welcome to Bad Bitch Vibes. On this episode, we're embarking on a journey to redefine and understand what it means to be a man in the 21st century. In a world that's consistently changing, so too is the concept of masculinity. Gone are the rigid stereotypes of the past, and today we're embarking on a more inclusive, diverse, and nuanced perspective. From discussions on mental health, relationships, and personal development to breaking down stereotypes and challenging societal expectations, we're here to explore it all. This episode is extra special as we're joined by an important guest, my husband, Danny, who will be sharing his insights, thank you baby, experiences and wisdom on navigating the challenges and joys of modern masculinity. But before we dive into the conversation, just a quick reminder to subscribe to the podcast to stay updated on our thought-provoking discussions. Your support means the world to us, truly does. So now without further ado, let's get into the heart of today's episode. Join me in welcoming Danny as we delve into the multifaceted world of modern masculinity. Welcome, bad bitches, to the awesome vibes of today. <laughs> What's up, Danny? Hello, hello. God, it feels weird to call you Danny like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you. You're thank welcome. you. Very excited to have you. Yeah, we are. And Viewers will be too with video. <laughs> yeah, um, and just so y- y'all know, Danny is a very attractive man. Courtney is very lucky, and I—I um, I feel like I had a golden fishing rod that day that <laughs> I pulled him up on my line. I don't know so how yeah. the hell, mm-hmm. but I mean, but didn't he reach out dog. to you though? Yeah, you did actually. Yeah, you reached out to me. Dog. He had the golden. Yeah. Well, it was the golden retriever. It was the golden retriever. <laughs> yeah. So y'all like go in and watch any videos that we share or pictures and be prepared to change your panties because <laughs> yes. the combination of the looks and what you're supposed to, you're going to hear and is going to just know. take it from me. <laughs> just don't wear them. Exactly. Because you're going to have to change them. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get going before we get too Oh, right, 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 right. Mother <laughs> masculinity. Whoops. <laughs> we're still, we're in the podcast. We're not in our bedroom. <laughs> if only. All right. Um, so it's very interesting topic, I think, that uh, not only men talk about quite a bit, but like women talk about amongst themselves is is masculinity or at least topics around masculinity so um what do you think about how would you define masculinity both in the past and like in today today's terms i mean everybody knows about like typical masculinity like growing up with just you know dad that's like my dad was you know your kind of typical like big quiet strong you know like I don't cry about anything or you know get upset well he did get upset about things mm-hmm. but like be the tough guy yeah just like the tough guy he's a cop you know so oh, he wow. grew up very tough and he grew up the same way where his dad was you know just stoic you know so he he there's no emotion so I think that's like the typical way that people grow up thinking that like that's how it's supposed to be and you know i mean there's some good stuff to that men don't cry yeah men don't cry but you know there's some good stuff like you control well not control but like you take care of your family you provide you know you 
you know, make sure you've, everyone's got a roof over their head and, you know, so there is good stuff that can be taken from that. Yeah, I think there was a lot in it. Obviously, we're built on the backs of the success and the history of like successful men, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and women, of course, but I don't think we get as much of a, a voice in history. I think it was that women were emotional. Like we're, it's okay for women to be emotional. In fact, it's expected of us to be emotional. But emotions were then associated historically with like being feminine, you know? And so if you weren't in control of your household, of your kids, of your wife, of your finances, then you, would you say that like were looked down on? And what was it like being raised someone with those same ideologies do you feel like you were conditioned to feel like you needed to be the same or did you want to be different? I think, yeah, I, my dad probably expected me to be like that. I mean, I was like a mama's boy, like totally mama's <laughs> boy. I still am. But I mean, I get, I'd, you know, cry and get emotional and stuff like that. And I'd always want to go to my dad, but I had to go to my mom, you know. Mom's comfort. Mom's. Yeah. What would happen if you got emotional and your dad saw it whenever you were a kid? I mean, most of the time it would probably end up in like a spanking or something because a lot of times it was like my mom had to keep us quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad worked nights, so we had to be like quiet during the day. Okay. So I got like punished for it. Yeah. I think. That seems to be pretty standard, at least back whenever we were growing up. Yeah, if you're going to cry, let me give you a reason to cry about, right? And I think another thing that I recognize is like acceptable emotions for men to have were happiness and anger. Mm -hmm. And so those were the two go-tos, you know? And men who were taught back in both your grandfather, great-grandfather, your father's time, is like, if, if I can't feel sadness and I repress sadness then that sadness has two places to go. Either it can go inward or it can go outward. Either I can implode and like take it out on myself or I can explode and take it out on my family or like coworkers and things like that. So that's a lot of what I think we see even today. How would you say that's like changed today with emotional intelligence kind of being at the forefront of uh, awareness in the 21st century? I mean, I think now, as people have gotten more progressive and, you know, people have been to therapy a lot more and just people are much more aware of like how things negatively affect, you know, like their kids growing up, their families, people getting divorced and, you know, like having like issues and relationships and everything. I think generally people uh, have started trying to like, find a new way of doing things mm-hmm. a healthier way because mm-hmm. I think whenever like years prior and even still currently the men that are still a little bit toxic they whenever they are hear about a man going to therapy it's seen as being weak yeah. but now you're hearing men that go to therapy and like it's more often common mm-hmm. a little bit more common than it was <laughs> A few years ago, especially for the younger generation, it's very common for them to seek therapy, Yeah, which I think is admirable. We've talked about it on the show before, mm-hmm. but Glenna's man is the one who started mm-hmm. like all of our journeys into self-care. Yep. He's the one who 
I guess. A customer of his saw that he needed because of something. Mm-hmm. And that customer was his sponsors. Right. And I don't want to say too much, but it wasn't it because he got angry about something. I don't know if it was that. I don't I don't I don't know if it was that. Maybe I don't I never really truly heard the story. I just know they saw in him that he needed to be more open and he wasn't giving that. And so they asked about it. You know, what would what would you do? And then, you know, out of nowhere, he's like, hey, I got to go somewhere for the weekend. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? Hotel. Why? With a lot of people. No. <laughs> and then, you know. Rest is history. Rest right is history. <laughs> Rest is history. <laughs> but yeah, that's like a pretty intense way to go. I mean, yeah, but that changed our lives for sure. Mm-hmm. And I will say getting to see the men go through that program, uh-huh. it made me recognize- I've never seen so many men cry in a room. And I, yeah, and you would think, you would hear something like that and you would think, well, those aren't men. Right. Or those men must have mental problems or they must be mentally ill or something I, like that. There's a lot of stereotypes I, that are put on men. It's probably weird to say, but I love seeing men show emotion. Ones that don't show Vulnerability it. Vulnerability yeah, is I just, sexy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I literally did that the other day. Yeah, you did. Was where I came home <laughs> and I was just like, I am like totally overwhelmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of had to like cry, you don't know like, cry it out. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think it's horrible whenever you, when a man can come, well, comes home and he can't express himself to his wife, his family, and then they just hold it in. That's whenever other issues start, like depression, divorce, because you can't suicidal really. thoughts and all that stuff. They can't express that to their, or they don't feel comfortable enough. Yeah, you can't really hold it in. It's gonna come out, mm-hmm. and either it can come out in a healthy way, or negative, or it can come out in a toxic way and mm-hmm. an abusive way, mm-hmm. and. I even cried about the Texas Rangers winning yeah, the did. World Series. <laughs> and, but it was like the one, was it the first game of the World Series where all, they kind of were like, they were down and I was just like, I was in a bad mood or whatever. And she's like, <laughs> what is going on with you? And I'm just like, it's like, I'm just. I wanted I this so bad for so long. Yeah. I remember awesome. telling you, like, I was like, so you're frustrated because the Rangers aren't doing well, not because somebody didn't take the trash out, right? <laughs> and you were like, you know what? Yeah, I am frustrated because the Rangers have done it because he had been going off about some, like the trash or something. And mm-hmm. I was Let like, but yeah, you did. You got emotional. You weren't the only one, though. What was a beautiful thing. And I, I Glenna, I agree with you. Because like seeing that this whole thing was recorded, and if you play it back, you'll see so many men break down and cry mm. because it means, like, why does it mean so much to men? What's your connection to baseball or to just something if, sports? If you grow up doing something, I mean, you yeah. just, it's, it's like my number one, it was like my first love, you know. Oh, and Courtney. I used to just like pour. Oh, well. no. <laughs> All right, we're done. It's Get like off. It's, <laughs> it's neck okay. and neck. It's I neck understand. and neck. Most, most, my, yeah, balls. <laughs> it's no okay. If balls dress are, up fr- as a baseball. <laughs> it's a bat and a ball. <laughs> I mean, you like a bat and two balls, so. Yeah. I do. My, that's my first love. You could dress up like the Rangers mascot. Ooh, oh, that's so oh, shit. There we go. There we go. 
now that all those uniforms are going to, or costumes are going to be sold out. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's just said this. All these women are like, yeah. right. ladies, go, go get to yourself. Go get uh, Amazon's the Rangers mascot <laughs> or whatever face or whatever mascot that your husband yeah. likes. Just go yeah. get that. Look, just wait. That. Monday before this even drops, there's going to be leave women the bottom lined part out <laughs> around our apartment. Just like... <laughs> Where are all these mascots coming from? Is there a parade? Or... Uh, <laughs> I think I think it is. What um, what else would you say would be like the expressions of masculinity beyond like those traditional norms? Um, I mean, I think now I don't feel. I mean, obviously talking about like being emotional and stuff like that. Like, I don't feel like guilty about showing emotion anymore like whenever I was a kid I you know I felt literally like something was wrong with me you know like I could not in this situation like cry and you don't want to do it because when you're with your friends Mm -hmm. kids are vicious to each other (laughs) we're literally talking about like the middle school kids uh, the other day and they're just like if you give like any ammunition to them they'll take it and just run with it. And so that's part of like, we grow up that way. Like that's probably where it starts too. And a lot of it is learned behavior because kids kind of repeat, you know, what they see and what their, you know, parents do. That's where they learn all the like cuss words and stuff like that. Yeah. Or they get it from social media. Yeah. Now, yeah, now they definitely do. We had to go through our son's uh, YouTube and, Make sure he, because he was watching some things that were, like, not for an 11-year-old to watch. And he didn't know any better. He thought it was just funny. But, and that was, part of that was kind of, like, toxic masculinity, what the guy was saying. It was just a lot of, like, violence and, you know, I'm going to shoot up a McDonald's or something like that. And it was. Yeah, and this is the the filtered content mm-hmm. the like it goes through our parental account and that's scary it's the kit yeah uh-huh. but so this is the filtered content too uh this is like the parental lock or you know child's account and so he's not supposed to be able to see stuff like that but uh you know like you have to you have to state on your videos when you upload them that it's not safe for people under 18 or under 15 or whatever and from 9 to 14 so there's a big gap yeah there is a big gap but people don't they they flag it because they want more views especially these younger guys who are just like 18 years old all of their viewers are like under the age of 18 but they're creating content that's much older and or they're slipping in stuff about sex about violence about you know kind of creating violence or making fun like one of the things he said i think was making fun of a fat like he called her a fat chick or something like that i was like and our son's been listening to him and we just didn't realize because we don't sit there and listen to every video he tries to show us all the videos and some of it's just like trying to watch bluey or blues clues or something like that you just like your brain goes numb um but yeah you do have to watch out for for that and we didn't have i mean we had like the simpsons was the worst thing that we grew up with yeah and, and ren so, and stimpy oh, yeah but yeah we well we got the tame version of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it was easier for you know like i had a lot of friends whose parents wouldn't let them watch the simpsons mm-hmm. 
And I was like, Simpsons isn't, you know, yeah. it's yeah, not it's like South compared. Park or anything. Simpsons but... tells us what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> really? It's true. Um, so with the, like, what we were just discussing, which is that not only do we have modern uh, masculinity in like a positive light, but even our sons being exposed to these ethics and morals, right, that aren't coming from us, that are really negative. And like you've talked about it before, but like red pill, right? Red pill mm. thinking or like blue pill thinking and like alpha males. You hear that all the time. Like I'm an alpha male. Yeah, like, alpha, beta. Like I know there's alpha wolves. Oh, now there's sigma. I heard simp male. is another term, right? Yeah. There's ter- okay. like, so can you define those? Because I don't know, Tezra Glenna, are those like in your I, vocabulary? Do you use none those? None of that Not is in my vocabulary. Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah, it's a whole... I whole mean, new ball game. So yeah, alpha male was like the typical, you know, you're, I mean, I guess you could define alpha male as like sort of Clint Eastwood type, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. that's like the, what the the ideal was, but. So, so Clint Eastwood, um, something that he's named some things he's played in because I know some of our viewers might not have a reference point. Uh, he was like, he's the start out in all the old Westerns and then he played Dirty Harry. Um, which was like, kind of like, uh, my dad's like ideal as like a cop. Dirty Harry was like a, you know, tough cop that would, you know, like pull out a gun Don't and give a fuck shoot attitude somebody and, and not get in trouble yeah, for it. And get all and, the women. And Yeah. And then, uh, and then obviously everyone loves Westerns mm-hmm. and it's Sometimes. like the one guy comes in and, you know, like. Ride a cowboy. <laughs> I was like, did you have a bad experience <laughs> with Westerns? My dad watched them all the time, and I get annoyed of it. Yeah, there's that's how, but my dad will watch those too. There's some that, yeah, I don't like all of them, but there's some really good ones. But that's like the ideal of like alpha male sort of, you know, before it gets like super toxic, I guess, because that's, you know, even the women are like swooning over him, and he gets the girl in the end, and... So everyone watches those being like, oh, I want to be that guy. That'd be cool to have, you know, an experience like that, everything that happened in that movie. But then it, I think it turned into, like, now it's just essentially, like, misogyny. Like, rampant misogyny of just guys being like, you know, well, I should be able, you know, I make the money. I'm the, I always, you know, the, I'm always like, I'm the paterfamilias. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like joking it. about it. I'm the god, goddamn paterfamilias. Yeah, I'm, I'm the goddamn paterfamilias when she's like, "Can you, you know, <laughs> can you take out the trash or something?" And I'm like, I'm, "I don't have to take out the trash. I'm the goddamn paterfamilias." <laughs> but there's people that like take that as like real, you know, like not just they, yeah. Really that's how they really that. behave. Like they believe they, they that, think yeah. that's like okay. It's below them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like men that don't think that cooking men should have. Cook. Or do laundry, yeah. or that women should make them three course meals a day. Yeah. Oh fuck you! No. <laughs> I, I saw that on the uh, show or TikTok or something. Go where to Chili's or Applebee's. To, yeah, yeah. And get it here. Or like, there's men out there that are like some of the ones that are really popular on social media. That like, my your woman should not be going on girls trips. Like, that's not acceptable. Like, they cannot be independent. Oh, divorce yeah. immediately. 
Yeah, it's like you are here to <laughs> straight serve to jail. Me straight to jail. Do not collect go. I think that's <laughs> yeah. insecurity, like mainly. It's just driven yeah. by absolutely, insecurity. or like the whole like slut shaming. Like if she's been with so many men, then so many it's numbers, not exactly. But if they've been with a bunch of women, that's completely it's acceptable. Fine. Yeah. yeah. And once you hit a certain age, that is not a like it, realistic. Yeah. Like you're not going to find someone that hasn't been with someone or hasn't you know by the time we're like we're in our 30s if you do I mean, you better ask questions with, what's like, wrong yeah like <laughs> i would assume that you've been everyone's probably been with like you know a good number of people just which is better because i'd rather be with someone that has like some experience yeah I mean, she gotta know how to suck a dick <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> thank you to all it was all just years building up Education, <laughs> experimenting, studying. Yeah. Shout out to uh, the ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was my no, Danny. Continued education. <laughs> um, yeah, you mentioned Andrew Tate. I'm just going to bring that name in because everybody does know it. And fuck that dude. And he doesn't deserve a platform, but just because he's a well-known name around this toxic, like, um, you know stance on like dominance over females mm -hmm. you know a real man can control a woman mm -hmm. and it's interesting to you know that simp over and what's that exactly you don't okay so say something about simp because you brought that up i mean simping is would just be like uh kind of like these guys that spend uh thousands of dollars on an only fans model that's or a cam girl that's never going to talk to them oh, like ever, like in their life. And it's probably, at, yeah, like that. Yeah. He spent like, you know, $100,000 on this girl that was, you know, just saying like, hey, thanks, you know, for the donation. And he thinks he's in like a relationship with her. So, I mean, that's obviously the most extreme version of it. But, you know, the simplest would be just, you know, these guys thinking they're talking to a cam girl and... It's probably, I, I think even like with Andrew Tate, that's his business was running like Cam Girl's uh, operation. Yeah. And he, they were doing the typing for them. So the guys aren't even talking to oh, girl. the girl. They're po the men oh. are posing as, as women yeah. talking to men. And they're telling that's them what that's to do. That's kind of genius in a way. Yeah, <laughs> but up, they but do the genius. typing and stuff. So these guys are think, thinking they're... Passive income. Let's figure it <laughs> yeah, out. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> We're oh. going to get a bunch of men in a room typing letters as if they are women to other men. No, thank you. I want to suck your toes, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of funny you think about it. It's toes. like Andrew Tate was sitting there like saying all this stuff to like other men. The uh, whole time. Yeah. You know? On, on vi like on uh, YouTube, he, You'd be like, you don't, you know, you don't care about women. And, you know, I don't know how to mimic Andrew Tate. <laughs> you don't but then to. he's like, I'll suck your toes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even say that myself. And like, yeah, it's all the boys club mentality. That's something that um, I've kind of experienced for Danny. I tried, I was, this was years ago when I first got divorced. Is like I had one guy be like, yeah, like. Saturdays are for the boys. Like, I can't see you on a Saturday. I was like, oh, my God. <sighs> for the what? boys. Yeah, Saturdays are for I mean, I get boys. it. Girls time, boys time. But it's like, just all like. All right, then go suck your friend's dicks. I don't know. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I mean, I get that. That's So 
you have had friends for a lifetime. Yeah, and the same we, group of friends. Yeah, he talks like to them all the time. Elementary school. And we go over there and hang out and y'all have, you know, but it's not toxic when y'all hang out. Y'all don't put us down. I've never heard like any of your friends talk about their girlfriends or wives in a negative way. Like y'all don't sit there over, you know, barbecue talking about like, oh, my wife, blah, blah, blah. Like I've overheard Danny talking about me and it's always positive. And I'm just like. But there are male groups that do. I mean, just like there's women too that talk shit about their men. Why we're defining, yeah. yeah, This is why we're defining like the differences in mentalities of like what's healthy and what's toxic and what real masculinity is. Because I think even men who are in love with their wives or in love with their girlfriends might feel the need to like talk negatively in front of their friends about their girlfriends or wives because they don't want to be considered simps mm-hmm. you know which is stupid if you love someone you should be able to express it and without being considered a simp. like other men will, that sounds like my marriage yeah, sometimes other men will try to make your, other men with your ex yes like yeah. feel bad for caring about their wives or girlfriends as much as they do or try to influence them to treat them even worse like why do you think that is it was a whenever i was younger you know, because when you're like 20, 21, you know, you're you're still immature. And, you know, you th- I I actually at one point, this is why I like, you know, my group of friends or whatever. Because um, I, I would make kind of like edgy jokes and stuff about like, I'd, we'd see, you know, we'd be watching a movie or something and we'd see like a hot girl on TV and it'd be like, you know, oh, dude, I would do Look that. You know, I would do this or that to her, and they actually had to tell me, like, dude, you gotta chill mm-hmm. with that. Like, they, they, like, literally, like, sat me down and had to talk about it. They're like, you just like some of the jokes you made were going too far, really, and like we, hmm. you know, just don't, you know, like, you got the paddle. Yeah, we just don't want to hear it. And so then I realized, like, you know, like, holy shit, I like, it was kind of gross. Some of the stuff I was saying, and I wasn't. I was just trying to be funny, like it? edgy. I want to know. You know, it'd be like, I mean, I think one of them was like, and because I, I had heard, you know, some like watching some show or something where some dude was like, oh, dude. it was essentially like I would, you know, like, oh, if I got alone with her, dude, I would totally like rape the shit out of her or something. <gasps> and like it was, you know, I would never say something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was something you'd heard and then. But it's, you know, just, you it was funny. like trying to be as edgy as possible with my humor at the time, you know, being like a 20 year old dumb kid, you know, and it wasn't like any girls were around or anything. And they, you know, they sat down and were just like, dude, that's not right to say. So you had a friend group that like held you accountable to like a healthy standard of masculinity. And they're like, dude, no. And I think like, birds of a feather flock together kind of things. So there are friend groups that do not, you know, would not hold, you know, anyone accountable. Mm-hmm. That's knows a little bit. Like about my, that. yeah, my past relationship where mm-hmm. it was very common. And this is where I would say ladies, like if you watch your man's friend group and you see them behave a certain way, that's toxic. Then I would suggest getting out of that relationship because immediately that particular person, his friends, it was very common for them to be physically, abusive and to cheat on their wives or girlfriends never thought oh well he could be that type of person until it proved to itself at the end of our relationship that he was you kind of that was acceptable behavior 
yeah. among that front. They bragged yeah. about that stuff almost. Like they were proud of that. And you rationalize it and justify it. And I even remember telling you. <gasps> I like, was thinking he's not like them or, yeah. you know, maybe there's something he sees in them that's good. I don't know. And I remember telling you like, well, these were friends of his since he was a kid. Mm -hmm. And so um, sometimes you keep those friends around just because mm -hmm. they're almost family at that point. But it doesn't mean that he has to be like them. Yeah. But in reality, your friends do influence you. Yeah. Or they don't check you when you're being exactly an ass wipe. Yeah. He had nobody to check him and none of them they were not checking each other. <laughs> no. No. I told you a little bit about that friend group too. Yeah. There's that like the the I have to be physically fit. Like we just saw this video oh, on TikTok God, about people like that. Um, why women, why are women more uh, attracted to dad bods than they are to like six packs? It was the yeah, whole the gym bros don't do it for the me. Gym bros. No. Yeah. No, I say the reason narcissism. Yeah. There's a lot of that. The reason why I stay away from that and never liked it. Great. Yeah. The body looks great from a distance. I love, I can look at your body all day. If you're a gym, you know, nerd. Um, like I know a couple of people that go to the gym. They're not that type of people like my hairdresser and his wife. They're best human beings ever, but like the jock guys and like need to have their women fit all the time, um, controlling. And it's just like, to me, that's just like you said, narcissistic, um, abusive. I don't, I don't, I've been in those relationships. I don't want to be around that shit. Let me be who I want to be, not who you want me to be. Right. Cause at that point you're basically like, to them, you are a trophy. Like they need you to look prim and proper so they can show you off because you represent an achievement of theirs. Look at what I got. Look at this. Aren't you jealous of me? Look how great I am. I, I must be great if I got someone who has this type of body. And then the second you lose it because you, uh, I don't know, just are a woman and gain weight or have a period or mm -hmm. have a baby. <laughs> yeah, they're just and, like, oh God, and then divorce. And then, yeah, they they start putting you down and like we, we negging um, or talking negatively. Negging or negging? Negging. 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 So explain, Danny, give a good explanation of what negging is because we were talking about that before we started recording. So negging is a, I guess, a, a grown-up version of the, uh, if you like somebody, you know, make fun of them or, you know, if she's like bully them it's like flirting it's like but you you make negative comments to make them feel like you're not interested uh, we talked and it about makes good luck them Chuck. more drawn that's to so you. confusing it is, it is but confusing. it's meant to confuse women because they're so like when women are so used to getting positive attention from men and then they, that's kind of typical and they're not as like drawn in from that because it's standard and then when a guy comes in and it's just is negative that it's like reverse psychology yeah right yeah so yeah it's like i'm not interested in you yeah. and then, then they're intrigued. like well why not if she's not healthy i wouldn't be like, like that i'd be like oh fuck well off. that's for you know women that are younger and not a little more naive healed, yeah. and a little more insecure yeah. but now supposedly that's they've changed the uh the rules on that that negging isn't as effective no, to me, the, it wouldn't be. Who's pick up, they and who the pickup artist the oh, okay. community <laughs> or culture. <laughs> okay, so this alpha male, like red pill group, changed that? Well, I'd say it's two different. Because that's like, there's the pickup artist culture, which is trying to take, you know, guys that wouldn't, that can't get women normally and then teach them how to, like, pick up girls. 
So that's slightly separate than, you know, the okay. just typical so it's not alpha bro, you know. Yeah. And they weren't happy with alpha, so now they've got sigma, which oh is God. like the alpha. <laughs> he's the alpha All to these the alpha. just exhaust me. Yeah. How about just being nice to women and like yes. opening our doors, you know. Let them be who they want to be. Um, yeah, without expectation, please. Because that's the whole thing is like, hey, I opened your door and I bought your dinner. Okay. Why aren't you giving me a blowjob? Because you don't deserve it yet. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, hold on. So what I'll say is Danny was one of the first people who had ever gone on a date who didn't try to get me in bed in like the first two dates or mm-hmm. even try to like slip your hands somewhere or unbutton shirts or anything. Like you were so respectful. Oh, yeah. I did fall asleep on your butt the first. You did? What? And then right. she farted on your butt. <laughs> I she held, held it in. in like she a held it in. I have never. <laughs> I burped more. That I had to come back up all Are the you way. Sure, you're no, not the alpha male here. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, definitely not. Uh, but yeah, you did. You like we fell asleep on the couch because we ended up going back to my place. And again, like you didn't kiss me. And I was thinking. I remember, like by the end of the next day because we literally just stayed up talking all day Mm -hmm. um but you were so again so respectful and i felt so safe and comfortable normally i don't let i wouldn't let the guys in you know dating right now like would you let someone into your home the first date i mean i heard (laughs) (laughs) let's not get into that i'm not judging judging. (laughs) but no i do i do the background checks and i have i get vibes from people and i yeah yeah Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. At to, least she does the background check like, instead of not doing there's it. Some hoes in this house. I remember like thinking, God, is he just not into me? Why hasn't he made a move on me? Yeah, if they're it's not like, like grabbing all the goodies and shit. And that's sad. Yeah. That's how you have to feel. That's what I'm not rubbing all over the you. first couple of dates, you know? Oh. I don't want someone to be like all up on my junk. Yeah, the but first like couple look times. at him. I wanted him all up I in mean, my junk I did immediately. Too. All I did that. That. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, think I did some that context, too. But it's just uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I get it. Trust Are you me. sure we're not the red pill? <laughs> it's not good. Not a good look. Talk, talk Listen, we just had to keep our panties wet for the first couple of weeks. Before. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying about context? Oh, just the context of like our relationship and yeah, you'd wanted me for twenty years at that point. I did. Um, I you mean, you did too, Danny. I mean, yeah, I did. Kind of. It's so he was my. I was first... more oblivious to. <laughs> yeah, for what it sounds like women and, in general. You know, whatever else was going on when we were in elementary school. Yeah, <laughs> I was, was like worried about if crush. I was, you know, like gonna get to play soccer on the, you know. On the the uh, gravel, whenever we went out to recess, and that was like the only concern. Well, um, the sweet thing that he did, just a little background on us to sidetrack us even more, Tedra, <laughs> is that um, uh, in second grade, um, I, I was being it was first grade. I know you thought it was first grade, baby, but we determined that we both had the same teacher in second grade, and I was we were both waiting outside on the corner for our parents to pick us up and I'd taken a ribbon out of my hair and tied it to the end of a stick do y'all remember look 
90s kids right like do y'all remember the toy for the girls that was always showing on tv and it was like a wand with this long ribbon and it would like flow around and you're just like oh. yeah yeah i don't remember what it's called but i wanted one so bad but we were so fucking poor and uh i was like i'm just gonna create Couldn't my own you just get a stick damn with a ribbon <laughs> on it and i did okay i used my hair ribbon and i tied it to the stick and some little ass hat uh ran up and grabbed it <laughs> And broke my stick and then started running around making fun of me because I was then, like, trying to get it back. And then Danny marched up. What was his name? I don't remember. He's blonde, though. Ooh. He just, like, had a punchable face. <laughs> Tezra. Do you remember? I don't remember. I don't think it was Zach. I need to stop locking but, and um, I'll find him, though. You came up and you told him just to stop. And you grabbed my ribbon and gave it back to me. And I was like, you're my best friend. Mm. And then I couldn't stop talking about you because we'd hang out every day. Uh, and then my mom was like, do you have a crush on this boy? Who is this little boy? Who's the, what are you talking about? Like, you're not, you're too young to have crushes. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what a crush is, but. And then, oh my God, when I saw him walk in to high school, because you went to a different school after third grade mm -hmm. and then didn't go to the same school as I did in middle school. But when you walked in with your fine ass blonde hair, he had blonde hair. I had long. No, no, no. That was that was later. My mom well, you bleached had it like everybody else did back then. Is ninth, that ninth grade. I wanted my mom was supposed to put the uh, tips, the frosted the tips, frosted yes. tips in, but she put way too much on the cap and it bled all oh the way God. through. Oh God, I remember that cap. Thing. And it was just orange. Like, do you have pictures of this? Orange. I, I think I might. you do. Yeah. But um. And so we we'll had to, to like go them. to a uh, salon to try to get them to put like toner in it to try to like tone it down. Yeah. And then it ended up sort of uh, gold. Mm -hmm. And part of the problem was my mom was using on the box like the color that I wanted to end up with. But you're supposed to pick, you're supposed to grab the color that you actually have yeah. of hair. And so I went to school and everyone called me gold member. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be walking down the hallways and people would go and then people literally go, I love gold. <laughs> so when I first saw him walk in, I swear to God, it was like a Baywatch moment where uh, slow motion, <laughs> slow motion for me, slow motion for me. But then all these like all the most popular, you know, girls in our grade were like just hanging on every word. Um, and they were like the cheerleaders and they're like cutesy. And I've got braces. I'm overweight. I have like. I remember this very differently. <laughs> In her mind, how I don't she remember felt. Groupies <laughs> following me around. Yeah, well, okay, let's get back on topic. So, um, tell me where blue pill originated, um, and maybe red pill, red pill, blue pill. You said something about the Matrix, and then what was it meant to be, and what is it now? So, if I remember correctly, I think the there's the. MGTOW men going their own way group oh, and started yeah no, and it was me. like men uh essentially being like we don't need women to you know like be with us and be complete and all this other stuff so sounds like some women groups too yeah yeah so that's I guess where it started I don't know if that is where the red pill thing came from but red pill essentially the matrix Okay. Where they say, say you take the red pill, you get to come out of the matrix, and the truth is revealed to you, and you know you wake up, Keanu Reeves, 
you know, with, with a bunch AKA of robots Danny. running around you. Hey, everybody says he looks like Keanu Reeves. Yes. <laughs> are you sure you just didn't create this because you are like Keanu Reeves? I did. I'd be down with that. <laughs> That's why every every Keanu Reeves movie we watch, I always will be like, so whenever I fit, was filming this scene, I, this is what I was thinking. <laughs> I love that. I see that all the time. But. Right, squirrel moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, the red pill is, you know, you, the truth is revealed, and, and the blue pill is take this and you wake up back and you're, you know, forget all this ever happened. You get to keep being your boring, you know, computer analyst job or whatever. So the theory would be like take the red pill and wake up to the fact that you own women and that you can dominate women and yeah, that this like is all a competition women just want your and, money and or right they just know, want you for their money so you might as well use them and it, objectify them but then the blue pill their theory is like or you can choose to continue to be complacent and let women continue to rule your life and you simp over them mm-hmm. right yeah am i hearing that right exactly and so what is it now what is blue pill now i mean I, Blue pill, I guess. So there's the red pills version of blue pill, which is what they think is you just going back to being a simp and, you know, mm-hmm. that that's the horrible way to live life, et cetera. But uh, blue pill, I think now is sort of been co-opted as like the opposite of that where, you know, there's like emotional maturity self-awareness and you know equality women and men can coexist together and i mean i always just view it as like this is how it's supposed to be and that the other way is sort of like a little pathetic you know anytime you're trying to be something other than what feels the most natural to you that's probably not right Mm -hmm. and you could tell that most of the men just haven't been in a healthy relationship and so they have no idea of what it feels like to be in one. And so they just... Or know. they've gotten to one and they ran from it. Yeah. 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 And I think if it sounds like the red pill is based on manipulation and dominance, but the yes. blue pill is based on like really true feelings and, genu- and being genuine. And vulnerable. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And like comfortable with them mm-hmm. themselves and... So thank you, moms out there who do race the blue mm-hmm. pill men. You're yes. welcome. Thank You're you. welcome. <laughs> Doing my best. We need more. Yes, yeah. we're trying. Um, and thank you, dads, yeah. because Danny has done an amazing job with our son in um, teaching him about vulnerability. Because oftentimes you're you're teaching him through your own actions, and even when. I think some of those things come in both with me and with you in parenting where like our conditioning comes out, right? Like how we were both raised. We're really good, I would say, and I have a biased opinion, but um, about checking ourselves. Like you'll check me when I start to sound like my mom mm-hmm. and like I'll check you if you start oh, to God, sound like that's... your dad, but like in a healthy way. That would, th- does she get really pissed? <laughs> no. It would piss oh, me off. Lana knows me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, let's go fight. We are pretty good about, because I always said one of the things I didn't want to do was grow or raise my kids in a uh, like household that I grew up in where my parents would just fight like in front of you. Yeah. Every, you know, after dinner, we knew, go to your rooms because 
it's going to start as soon as the dishes got put away. Oh my gosh. They would start going at it. And we would just, you know, I mean, I have like PTSD from, you yeah, know, anxiety and everything from, you know, growing up like that. And so I said, I'm not going to, you know, raise my kids like that. So I try never to like yell, raise my voice, and I don't like arguing. And she kind of, <laughs> she doesn't like arguing, but she will when we need I'll to, and she will make yeah, me. Yeah, we've heard stories. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, but we'll say that I try my best to communicate in like a, even when I'm angry, right? Um, and I'm, I'm learning new things because I'm also learning to be angry in a healthy way, but we can always talk about that later. Um but you do a really good job of teaching how to be vulnerable, you know, without being overly sensitive to everybody's opinion. That's something that you're teaching him because I didn't. Um, and you're really encouraging him to be compassionate and to, to be comfortable with who he is and um, that we are equals. And I love that you teach him that we're equals. And I think being equal today is a lot different than what it meant back in the past as a man and woman. Like you have dads who are stay-at-home dads today and those dads are just as like, I guess, masculine and manly and sexy and all of that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yep, yep. Yeah, I no. would totally I mean, be okay with having to a stay-at-home father, they are sexy. a stay-at-home husband. Yeah. Because i rather work. I don't want it to be a stay-at-home mom. Fuck that. Sadly, with today, like, there has to be two incomes. There's, like, no. Unless there's, like, you're making buttloads of money in one yeah. income. Well, but, she is. Well, duh. <laughs> Some people are. Tetra's if I could. <laughs> if I could. I feel exactly the same, Tetra. Like, if I could make enough money to where he could be a stay-at-home dad, I'd 100% because he's ama- like the most amazing dad I've ever but it's becoming like you no. said it's more acceptable yeah but then you still have the men out there they're like oh I can never do that blah blah it's gotta and be then they put men down so. like that down and they they like yeah. tell them get a real job but they also tell women who stay at home to get a real like yeah it's all contradictory there's, it's there's so no right way for them <laughs> I think there's just men out there that really hate women yeah they do what's sad is 20 years ago the money we make now you could definitely just have one income of the money we make now 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, the economy shifted entirely. Yeah. I mean, my mom was a stay-at-home mom for most of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so was mine. I don't know what that's like. My mom worked all the time. My dad wasn't around. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Glenna. <laughs> 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 my grandparents looked after me. I went on walks in the mall with my grandma. You know those walks in the mall? I guess we need to have an episode oh, yeah. on Glenna's lack of... <laughs> Episode two, everybody. (laughs) Episode two. Perspective of masculinity from a mother's or a woman's side. Like, I think there's um, different ways of looking at it. I'll say as I've gotten older, my perspective of masculinity has changed quite a bit. Mm -hmm. A lot, actually. In my, like, early 20s, I was looking at the Gerard Butlers, you know, the the Brad Pitts. And I'm thinking, oh, please. yeah. Yeah. Very you know, masculine men, the ones that were, you know, have these very uh, blue collar masculine jobs and like, you know, we're making the money and telling you to shut up and do a cook or like yeah. just we're more you dominant. Think. And then now I find men that like I still do 
like being taken on dates and whatnot, but I still want a guy that can talk about his feelings and, mm. you know, if, if he we're talking about something or something happens and he want, needs to cry, then do that. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. hold that shit in. Um, be like weird. emotionally yeah. intuitive. Yeah. Um, but I think a big problem for even men today f- facing modern masculinity and what it is and what they want to be and mm-hmm. be sensitive and be vulnerable. There are a lot of women out there who will put a man down oh, yeah. um, for crying over the Rangers game, <laughs> you know? Um, and it's extremely toxic. And we're sitting, you know, we're making fun of the fact that, like, maybe we're the, the alpha females or whatever. But that's because we enjoy talking about sex. But I think what we are doing is challenging views on both women and men's perspectives of what we're supposed to be. Like, women can be more sexual than men. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I know a little yeah, bit about that. It's seemed like you had a hard time wrapping your head around that like we don't when i'm hanging with my friends we don't usually talk about sex and oh shit you know like we don't really have like dirty talk i don't know what life is like without doing that with y'all i know what's wrong with us i don't know (laughs) (laughs) we're horn dogs (laughs) pretty much i think it could be it could be a couple of things uh not that there's anything wrong with us i'm not saying there's a couple of things wrong with us what i'm saying is that women um i think were raised to feel bad or guilty or shameful about wanting to have sex or be sexual because anytime a woman Um, at least when we were in our twenties and I know times have changed, but like, you know, if you slept with a man, then you're a slut, Mm -hmm. right? There's like, no, but if you don't sleep with them, then you're a prude. And, um, there's just no right or there's no way to be a good woman when you were younger. And so it's like, sex was not okay. At least growing up in my house, uh, my mom didn't even want to teach me about a period, I thought I was dying. <laughs> yeah, I have a kind when of I had my period. Too. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, and so women are just, I think traditionally women have been taught that owning what is inside of you and in your body and how you feel um, should be shameful. You should feel shame about that and not talk about it or maybe just pray. Yeah. Pray the devil out of you <laughs> or something. And in this friend group, in this podcast, and... Um, where we are, I think, today in like modern femininity is that we're more accepting of our sexuality. Mm-hmm. And maybe that looks like being loud about it. Maybe that looks like talking about it constantly. And that goes jokes. hand in hand with modern masculinity is they're yeah. accepting women that can talk, be more open about their sexuality as opposed to the ones that are toxic. They're just like, no, you shouldn't talk about that or you know, don't talk about giving blowjobs and stuff like that. Oh, you know, yeah. they want it. They want it behind closed doors, yeah. and they may force right. you to yeah. do it against your will, even. But you ain't gonna talk about so it. So I've about. asked you before, babe. Like, what? Like, do you feel comfortable with me talking about this stuff? And like, if so, why? What's different about you? And like, he's secure. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, yeah. I guess I'm just. It doesn't bother me that you do. I mean, I don't think that, like... Because I come up and, like, dry hump you a lot every time you bend over. <laughs> well, because I'm, I'm like, more introverted, so I like that you sort of will get me out of my shell a little bit. Yeah. Or, like, do stuff I wouldn't normally think to, you know. 
I make all the sexy, dirty jokes, and he makes all the, like, edgy jokes. <laughs> Girlfriends that you've had in the past, how did they project, like, toxic masculinity onto you, if, if at all? I think... May, I don't think it's... Or their ideals of toxic masculinity, like conforming to traditional roles. I mean, we had pretty, I guess, traditional relationships, but I don't think it was them maybe like creating toxicity. I think most of it, it was uh, jealousy from me where how I would get like toxic was just constantly, and I had to, like, just from experience, get over being jealous, you know, as soon as she's not with me, like, is she talking to other guys? What is she doing, you know? And just trying to control what she's doing, you know, don't talk to you, you shouldn't have any guy friends, stuff like that. And I think that, like, was just my own insecurity, like, building up and building up, and it, you know, ruined several relationships, I think, where I just kind of drove them away can you say a little bit more about that insecurity like what was that insecurity how would you define it I think it's just not being I think overcompensating a lot of guys will you know like the guy with a big truck right. he's compensating you know for something we talked about except this for, last episode except for mine yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say except for Glenna's man there's exceptions Actually, yeah exceptions every rule but uh I think so when you just when you're insecure, you don't have, you know, con confidence in yourself. Like you're not enough to keep her. Right. You have to try to gain control some Get other way. Get the big way. toys. Get the fancy looking stuff. The fancy mm. watch. Fancy. Is it clothes. terrible that you said big toys and I thought dildos? No. <laughs> I just wanted, that's immediately where I'm like, I don't. Femininity. I mean, you could win a woman bringing in a big dildo to your sex time. I mean, fuck the time. Okay, sorry. I was just thinking. <laughs> we get distracted squirrels with penises. <laughs> yeah, and so, but we also can talk quite a bit about like toxic masculinity in our former relationships. What I'll say, you know, that I saw in my former relationships is, um, you know, there's been times when I'm like, well, you should be more of a man. Like I, whenever I'd get upset that you know, something didn't feel traditional, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think where I saw it come out and displayed was a lot in aggression and the way that I would be manipulated um, emotionally. And when my partner would pull away, and I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about my exes, but like when they would pull away and become emotionally distant. Yeah. So instead of having the conversations like you would argue and they would just become distant instead of talking yeah, or they they'd argue down. back and cuss you out like yeah, mine did yeah, and yeah. oh yeah that's what I was abusive. used to as well yeah yeah and I think that's how we see the toxicity come out today and I think um especially with my my ex um he had a lot of that maybe subconscious alpha male complex not that it ever came out vocally or that he ever talked about being superior or anything like that but it was these expectations set for me um, of how I should be acting and we talked a little bit about this the other day babe but like how um, it was almost this promotion of how I was the 
I became the nurturing like mother figure and how he ended up having affairs on me with other women because I became this thing that was like um, almost like a mother Mary, right? Or like mentally, I suppose it would be incestuous to want to have sex with someone who you see as like this motherly person in your life and this pure person in your life. And I can't do things with them that I can do with this, you know, slut. <laughs> and you mean slut? <laughs> That's a term that the young ones use. Um, it's slut. Slut. I guess it's spelled it's the same sounds, because you're not saying the word slut, but it's, it's the same it's, damn thing. It's still open offensive. a dictionary, guys. Let's get the real words out here now, <laughs> young ones. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm annoyed. I'm being like my mom right now. Let me shut up. Mm.